From The Conversation, this is Politics with Michelle Grattan, a podcast where Michelle discusses the issues of the day with The Conversation's politics team. Hi, my name's Amanda Dunn. I'm the Politics and Society Editor for The Conversation, and I'm speaking with Michelle Grattan. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Amanda. Last night, uh, Anthony Albanese finally met with Xi Jinping, the Chinese president, on the sidelines of the G20 summit in Bali. This was a big moment because, of course, for many years now, the Australian and Chinese leadership have not met and there have been increasingly tense relations between the two countries. Even if nothing significant or tangible comes out of the meeting immediately, the fact of the meeting was significant in itself, wasn't it? That's right. And uh, the Prime Minister, of course, uh, defined it as a success uh, before it had even happened, saying the fact of it uh, was a success. As you say, Australia has been um, in the freezer, as the saying goes, for some years, and there hasn't been a meeting at top leadership level since 2016. So it is a moment. There's no doubt about that. But there's an important test ahead and a caution to be remembered. And the test is whether the Chinese move to lift the restrictions they've imposed on multi-billions of dollars of Australian exports to China. And this, of course, has hurt uh, a number of sectors in Australia. And the caution is that history tells us that with the Chinese government, things can change at any time. Now, obviously, present China has decided it wants to reduce tensions, uh, reduce the heat in its relationship uh, with various countries, with the United States and with Australia. The change of government in Australia made that easier in our case, but The relationship is always potentially hostile to wider international events, given that we're a close ally of the United States. And in bilateral terms, there's always a potential for points of friction to blow up, for example, over foreign interference or even arguments about foreign investment. So to summarise, the meeting is a breakthrough, but what's really important is the follow through. All right. And this meeting, as I said before, was at the G20 and it was the latest in a string of international summits that Anthony Albanese had participated in, including ASEAN and APEC. He's been criticised in some quarters for being away from home a lot since the election in May. But these meetings are also important. Obviously, we are part of a wider international community. Is all the travel worth it, do you think? Well, I might make the point first that he was also, of course, criticised by some for not going to the climate conference in Egypt. So uh, he's got criticism for too much travel and, in that case, uh, for not travelling. But, yes, the travel has been necessary. It has been worth it. And the the meeting uh, with the Chinese president is just the latest example of that. But I think it's also interesting that his absences have highlighted an aspect of Albanese's leadership style. He takes or has so far taken a sort of helicopter approach, leaving a lot 
of uh, the nitty-gritty policy work to his ministers. This is over many issues, and he's stuck to the generalities when it comes to to these domestic issues. Now, of course, we'll see over coming months whether that continues, because the big problems the government faces involve a lot of detailed work, but involve also uh, strong leadership by the Prime Minister and uh, the gas price crisis on which the government has promised a policy before Christmas is just one example of that. So as time goes on, I think that Anthony Albanese will need to get more into the weeds of policy. All right, Michelle, and speaking of the weeds of policy, Parliament sits again next week for the final fortnight of the year. What will be on the agenda? It'll be a really hectic fortnight and there's even been talk of extending it uh, so that there are some extra sitting days, for example, on the Fridays or even the possibility has been canvassed of an extra sitting week, although I think MPs wouldn't be keen on that because they're running into Christmas functions. The government, of course, is most anxious to get its industrial relations legislation through, and that really will depend, as things stand at the moment, on crossbencher David Pocock, who has worries about the legislation, but uh, there will be more compromises thrown out to try to accommodate him. Also, the Senate has to vote on territory rights, and this involves uh, the right to legislate for euthanasia and this affects of course the ACT and David Pocock's from the ACT so there's no way that that won't be done before Christmas. Then there's the legislation for the Anti-Corruption Commission. Again the government's very anxious to get that through by the end of the year. Uh, It'll have uh, opposition support on that. There'll be no doubt debate about uh, detail, but uh, I think that that should uh, go through pretty easily. It had hoped to get legislation to strengthen the safeguard mechanism that's needed, of course, for the government's climate change policy. It had wanted to uh, get that done and dusted this year, but I think that's now pushed over into next year. So all in all, it's going to be a pretty frantic rundown to Christmas, which everyone in Canberra is looking forward to, Amanda. (laughs) I bet they are. So how will we know if they are going to extend the sitting days? Well, that either could emerge at at the beginning of uh, the sitting or it could could be something that comes up uh, when they see how how the program is going through and, and whether they really need extra time. Right. All right, Michelle, terrific to speak with you as always. Thanks very much. Thanks, Amanda. Our theme music is by Blue Dot Sessions. You can find more podcasts from The Conversation on our website at theconversation.com.au.